Good morning, pilgrim. Oh, good. There it is. Pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. Seven fifty-eight. A little foggy. Still dark. I guess the fog making the morning light harder to go through. <coughs> Leaving uh, Ponte Uya. Uh, what an interesting stay. So where do I start? Where do I start? First, I'm going to go and take that uh, glass to recycle. Here we go. I got my plastic recycled. You know how you feel about my recycle. Anyway, a little terrace here behind the hotel where I spent some time yesterday with some nice company. <coughs> So, yesterday, Anya, the Polish gal, there was a kind of a weird back and forth. So, you know, in the morning, well, like I said, I left, what, 10 till 8, but, you know, I don't leave early. So, even though it's getting dark, you know, people still leave early. Uh, actually, I'm thinking of Enrique, who's talking about it being hot, which is very funny. You know, it's in the 20s, the temperature, but there's some people, they just don't like it. So it tries to get done before it gets hot. Like I would, you know, if you were going to, to the mid-30 or per 30 temperature. But anywho, so, you know, I'm kind of uh, the, one of the last guy to leave, uh, less as of the last few days. Even like today, there's at least five people behind me. Uh, and I feel actually, well... It doesn't matter. I'm ready to go, and people do what they do. So basically, I left, and after a little while, you know, Anya comes. Now she, I don't know how old she is. I would say a little bit older than me. You think so? Uh, around my ballpark. And she basically passes me, no? Buen camino, have a good one. And then uh, I think I was doing the podcast, possibly, maybe not. And then, several times, several times, just, like, how am I catching up with her? You know, she's walking strong. Like, how is that happening? Anyway, it was just kind of weird. And I was kind of starting to feel a bit annoyed. You know, like, I really don't care, you know, how people are walking. But I like to have the, what's in front of me, basically, you know, clear. I, I like nature. I don't like to see people, you know, people go fast, right? I don't, you know, I don't have any issue about that. It was just kind of like annoying. And then, I guess that's going to be the path for us. And then, for, and then basically that was it. You know, then I kind of saw her. She was quite a long ways and it was like, great, you know. And then I basically walked and... Then I started to kind of uh, warm up. And then, you know, late in the morning, we're talking about uh, almost like between three and four hours into my walk, I kind of started to feel like, okay, okay, now I'm going to enjoy, you know, walking a little stronger. I passed some people. Feeling good, you know, really feeling good, good pace. And there she is cutting the field and going back on the Camino. 
And then I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And so I was like, not this time. So I just took off. <laughs> and I just smoked that last, I don't know, six, uh, whatever, eight kilometers that were left. I mean, and I'm talking about almost running. And uh, a few times kind of looking behind, and then I was like, there's no need to look anymore. Just go, my man. Go strong. And I'm like, yeah, just don't. I don't want her in front of me. And it would have been the same with a guy. You know, it doesn't matter. There was no sexism going on. It was just weird. I don't, honestly, it must have been at least five times. You know? Not that there's anything wrong with it. Don't get me wrong here. But, my goodness. And hold on, I do have to pay attention here because I don't want to stay on the road. And as it turns out, she didn't stay in that town. She was going to go to Oteiro, which I've looked into, which would have been fine to go there. But, uh, hold on a second. Uh, let me see. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, okay, let's see. Let's see what happened. They said it would be Mark, the, the split. <laughs> anyway, so, so I arrived, you know. For a while I doubted I was at the same place because I didn't recognize the arrival. It was quite a drop. Quite a drop. Uh, and, uh, but it was. That was Ponte Uya, the place that I remembered. Anywho, so checked in, went to the grocery store, then got my shower and everything. So did see Anya uh, coming out of the store when I went to get my groceries. And uh, then was like, well, good. It's <laughs> like, uh, okay. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, let's see this further. I don't like the idea of being on a freaking road, you know? Yeah, the stuff is so nice. It's a nice uphill through the woods. Maybe there. We'll see. Anyhow. So, I saw the guy from Belgium that I'd seen in uh, Villa Vieja was having uh, lunch, so I recognized his face. And, uh, oh, shit, I'm here. Okay, let's see what happens. <coughs> they did tell me yesterday that it would be marked. Why wouldn't I trust them? Anyway. And so, you know, you had this room basically for 15 euro, which is, uh, it's very small. But then you have the, down in the basement, microwave-free dishes, table. So kind of a space to, uh, to chill if you want, and a terrace outside. So not so bad. You know, it's by this road. So we're about, what, 20k from, uh, from Santiago. <coughs> uh, we have a couple of pilgrims behind. And so, 
I kind of chilled, took a very nice nap, uh, ate like a pig, had a very nice uh, chicken and mushroom empanada, 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 empanada. So if I'm not mistaken, empanada means into bread, into, into a dough, basically. So it's like a shepherd's pie, you know, where you have dough on the bottom, dough on top, and then filled on the inside. It was nice, enjoyed it. Uh, I had this weird local watermelon that was getting slimy in the area. I had to cut it out. That wasn't so great. Oh, that may be the Camino, right? Okay. All right, all right. A beautiful morning. Okay, dawn is breaking now. And actually, the fog is gone here. You can see it below. Anyway. So, and then I went to the terrace, to the terrace, I was going to practice a bit of Duolingo, wanted to get out of the room. And of course, that's one of the things about having a small living place, you know. It's not conducive to, to want to stay in it. Little rabbit. Little rabbit. Let's see what this one says. It should be saying Camino Alternativo. That we are leaving the road. Great. Great, great, great. So I met Andreas and Barbara, two German guys, uh, doing the. Let me see if it says Camino. No, it doesn't say Alternativo, it just says 20 kilometers and should change. So we talked to them a little bit. And then Henrique showed up. So. And of course, doesn't speak English. Well, Andreas speaks Spanish, but it was just kind of awkward. And then uh, Ben chatted with Henrik. And then Angela basically did a big day yesterday. So she had to do like uh, between 30 and 40K, around 35 to, to get here, but she did. You know, and of course, I, I try not to be polite, but uh, I was just... Uh, Nothing there, just nothing there, feeling awkward, and it's like, my goodness, just, you know, like cliche and feeling fake. I still made the effort because, you know, being with another human being and wanting that. So, anywho, I'm not sure if I'm being honest or not, honestly. I don't know if it's cowardness, again, one of those dilemmas for me. Or that's just how I chose to do it. But regardless. There we go. Yes. And we're coming on this trail. Make sure I'm looking at the mile marker here. So a little chatting. But like I said, really not saying anything. Okay. I think that's a pass. I think that's a bad. Oh shit. Well. Anyway, it looks like the road. Okay. Mm. <coughs> so be it. So be it. So we sit for a while. Henry got a drink. I got a Schweppes, a tonic. 
Mm. Well, no, I'm on the road. This is not fucking a. I don't know what she told me that. Anyway, this was wrong. So, anyway, so be it. I don't see the, the signalization for the. So, I'm going to be on the shoulder of the road. It's protected, but. So it is. So it is. I'm alright with it. So basically, you know, basically talking about nothing, showing me photo by this time in Minnesota, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Is that all we have? You know? Just, oh, it's feeling so heavy and vacuous. But again, there I was with another human being. So there was a part of me that valued that. Anywho, for what that's worth. And uh, a pretty pink sky. So I went upstairs, you know, got ready, brushed my teeth, and put my dentures to soak, and think, watch one Seinfeld, and went to bed. And then I got this throbbing toothache. <laughs> you know, and uh, tossing and turning, and I'm not sure how long before I realized. Let me go downstairs. Let me find out if there's a pharmacy that's open. And uh, and then the waitress ended up giving me some paracetamol, which I guess is kind of like a Tylenol, right? <laughs> Sorry. So she gave me four one gram. And I went online to look for, you know, what they're saying. And it looks like it's about right for an adult. So I took one. And then it took a while to kick in, but eventually... I went to sleep. It was after 11 o'clock when my eyes finally shut and I was able to, I don't remember when, drift into nocturnal oblivion. And uh, so I haven't taken any other one. Uh, it's been, uh, what, 10 hours, I guess? Oh, no, not quite. Yeah, about 10 hours, yeah. And today I'm going to be calling uh, dentists in uh, in uh, Miyadoyoro because I don't plan to stay, definitely not in Santiago. And there are a few dentists in Miyadoyoro. I'm going to call the albergue, see if they have any suggestion, and then see. But I'm going to be addressing that. That was, uh, yeah. I had felt something on a couple of occasions, but it was quite mild, and I kind of, uh, <laughs> I kind of knew, you know, but, uh, so let's see what's happening, let's see if somebody will have a hole, it's Wednesday, so I don't know what dentist schedules are in Spain, you know, they have some weird office hours, but uh, we'll just play that here, so I might end up staying in Miadoro, and we have to stay overnight if I can't get uh, an appointment today. So we'll see. But that's on the docket now, and I'm going to be addressing that. But uh, I wasn't even sure, you know, like today what would happen, but it was like, it's, it was quite amazing. You know, my breathing seems to make it worse. You know, it's kind of uh, trying to do some breathing to kind of relax, to being like, to kind of accept it, you know. But you know when you freaking hurt, you freaking hurt. And uh, I'm not sure where I would rate it. 
but it was uh, it was not fun, shall we say? <laughs> anyway, but thank you to that waitress who gave me four of her painkiller because it was a promise she had two kilometers. And I was like, <laughs> didn't feel like a, a four-kilometer trek at 10 o'clock at night. But I guess if she's not giving me the pills, I might have to go and do them. Anyhow. So, so that's kind of that. That is my second tribulation on the, on the Camino. Oh, looks like I may have a, a way out of the road for a while. Let's see. So, this is it, my friend. This is Wednesday. So, today I will be passing through Santiago. I'm debating it whether or not I'm going to go to the cathedral or not. You know? Yeah. I'm going off the road. And Renze is 83 kilometers on this national road, just in case you wanted to know. So I have an option in Santiago to uh, to cut east. <laughs> Sorry. Going up. So to go east and then to cut below the cathedral. It sounds, it sounds kind of appealing to me, honestly. You know. Even though, you know, there could be the possibility of uh, meeting people, seeing people that that I've met before, but I don't know. I'm not sure that I am in that mood to again talk about banalities and I don't know. Anyway, go figure. Go figure. Wait more than actually around 10 o'clock is when I start calling those numbers. Let me start with the Alberti and then uh, finding a dentist. It's kind of funny because two years ago on the Portuguese Camino I had to go. I stayed in Porto two or three days because uh, my denture, one or two of my the teeth from my denture fell which was so embarrassing for me. There was a denture with that. And of course, there was a teeth from the front. And I have to say, kudos to the guy in Portugal, because that's, uh, you know, two years standing better than uh, the place in Conil de la Frontera and better than the place in uh, Valencina de la Concepcion. Here we go. I am now back on natural. Sorry. And it's still holding. But here I'm going to find myself on the Portuguese Camino. Though Porto was in Portugal, so I'll be in Spain. But uh, back again to the dentist. I haven't had a toothache for quite a few years, you know. Me and my messed up teeth. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a, 
I haven't really had pain. So this was, uh, it's been a while, you know, since I've had uh, that kind of a pain. And of course, then it's humbling because you realize it doesn't matter what the reason is, but that a lot of people suffer, that there is a lot of suffering in the world. And Ramdas talks about, you know, alleviating, to alleviate, to try to alleviate the suffering, to be part of that, and at the same time, not have expectation about how the world should be. That things are perfect as they are, and to play your part. Like if you're a doctor, you know, I don't know where I fit, you know, because I'm not a doctor, you know, I'm not a caretaker. I understand what pain is, not like some other people, but, you know, maybe more so than others. So we all have, have had pain. So we all have sympathy. And uh, sorry, this is, a, this is a good appeal here. But good, now we are on that, uh, on that uh, trail. So I guess it wasn't too, too long along the road. I said it was going to be somehow the whole time. That's good. Anyhow. Or maybe the whole time it was the same as uh, two years ago. I just didn't remember. Anyhow. But somehow I thought it was saying Camino Alternativo. So yeah, this thing, this pain, this thing in life that we really don't like. I don't know of anybody, who knows, maybe some people out there, you know, who, who like it. Uh, and again, you know, I mean, they bought some Mentos two days ago. I mean, <coughs> I think, <laughs> I think moving forward, you know, I'm mostly going to stick to sugar-free, sugar-free candy. Like I can get the licorice one, which I like, or the mint, and those are doable. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little silly to still stick to something like that, you know, with my track record, you know, when it comes to soda. So there I had that uh, Schweppes, and that's my first in... Uh, I mean, how many years do I have? Maybe three or four. So there's definitely no issue there. Though I could have asked for sparkling water, actually. Agua con gas. It, oh yeah, no, this was not the variant. Uh, anyway, I missed it. But we're gonna go up. Sorry. There's going to be some decent climbing today, but anyhow, but I guess I feel good, so I can walk, I can go on, and this is, uh, I guess in a way you could say it's my priority, and my toothache is not uh, running the show, I don't plan to take another paracetamol, you know, unless I'm really starting to feel that pain again, so the fact that I don't take any you know, medication might make the duration last longer. Back on the road now.
So my, my summary about the Winter Camino is I really enjoyed it. I would definitely, I would love to redo it. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a surprise. It was more physical than I thought. So in terms of the up and down, but uh, wonderful, really, really wonderful. The spaciousness of that Camino. And like I say, even the finishing anyway here on the San Abres, like even though here I'm in this residential area going up, feels wonderful. <laughs> I hope the increase of my heart pressure is not going to contribute to a tooth pain or a toothache or my tooth aching, maybe better said. Anyway, so looks like we're going to go up for a little bit. But once you find your pace, you know, it's uh, it really isn't a problem. Like I was talking to Enrique and Angela yesterday, you know, they both have had knee surgery. And of course, you know, I mean, when you banged up your, your joint, I think it's, it can be quite typical to have uh, remnants, you know, that it never really is good anymore. And I was telling about this is a technique that I use going downhill, you know. So on one hand, you know, Enrique has like this kind of swollen knee. So, you know, had a knee surgery, so it's not atypical to see that. I've seen it quite a bit. And I'm telling him, it's like, well, make your downhill boring, you know, and then shorten your stride. So if you shorten your stride, it's mostly going to be on your thigh, muslos, that you're going to put the weight, not on your knee. When you spread them wider, uh, then you go to your knees, it becomes shocks. And, uh, but it's like, then it takes too long. And I'm like, well, dude, what do you want? You know, <laughs> it's very, very interesting. You know, people don't want it to be inconvenient. And, uh, but uh, of course, you know, when it gets to be challenging, the, the mindset is, let me get it over with. So yesterday, when I caught the bug, and I just cranked it up all the way to the end, I mean, I really was going fast. It was quite downhill. I mean, like about 10% of a, of a grade, which is, which is steep. 10% is steep. And of course, it was on the road. If it had been on the trail, 10%, would have been more dangerous and harder. So it was asphalt. But basically what I was doing, I had my legs, my feet, my stride so short, you know, that I most likely look retarded walking, but I felt nothing on my knees. And even this morning, you know, it's like the legs feel like brand new. So I feel good about that. And of course, using my poles as brakes, you know, but the legs move fast, but they're very, very, very short. Kind of, not really in the same way, but I'm thinking about Lance Armstrong, you know, working on the smaller gear, but higher revolution instead of a 
you know, putting more torque, but not going as fast as far as the revolution. And to me, the whole fast revolution, shorter stride, makes sense. Could be wrong, you know. Time will tell. And of course, you have genetic, you have other factors. But, uh, sorry. You know, 651, and not that it's atypical, but I think for people who do sports, like Enrique used to run, you know, 14K a day. And I can't anymore. And there are quite a few of those stories. Uh, quite a few. And of course, I am being mindful of that. I love myself once in a blue moon, you know. Uh, <laughs> a little indulgence. But uh, for sure, when you carry your pack, and you just kind of like the downhill from the Iron Cross, and yeah, it's, uh, it's important to respect that because those knees are... Anyway, so though I have my toothache, you know, I had it last night at least, uh, you know, those guys, when they're walking, they have to contend with their knees all the time. And uh, honestly, I don't know, you know, if I would do it if I was in this situation. Uh, I think I would most likely consider the bike or a trailer my backpack, something that I would pull, like Henrik, uh, yeah, anyhow, but to each his own, like I say, we all have our own ways of doing it, anyhow, so yeah, it's gonna be a little up, 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 up for a while, <coughs> looks like I'll get it looks like maybe one between one and two hundred meters from the get-go of elevation, which is you know six seven hundred feet. So that's very very nice to warm you up. I'm definitely glad I didn't put my my jacket this morning. Felt a little cool, but I was like, I think it's going to be tolerable and rightly so. <laughs> so. I finished that Abercrombie and Fitch documentary, and yeah, that Mike Jeffrey sounds like a really weird character, but uh, I still feel feel weird about this political correctness. There is something that just feels off. Something doesn't feel right about those people kind of uh, demanding, exigiendo. Yeah. This kind of, uh, uh, to me, you know, again, like I said, I don't understand. Oh, it's beautiful here, but to, to relieve myself, sorry guys, I drink quite a bit. And uh, so, like I said, I don't get the whole Abercrombie and Fitch. Uh, I guess it's still going. Uh, but... Again, this kind of morality, I don't understand it. But I can see, I guess, if I, if I had a voice, you know, that was charismatic, if me talking, some people would somehow follow, you know, would get a following and it would get traction, I, I, I sure can see how, you know, 
power corrupt and absolute power corrupt, absolutely. Sorry, oh, I gotta drink water. Just been peeing. I could see. Uh, it could get to your head. <laughs> and I think I got a little bit of an experience, you know, being in the albergue, you know, of course, albeit, uh, albeit uh, very, very limited exposure. But when you have that kind of leverage, uh, you know, it's hard not to have your personality change and to feel like your chest is puffing a little bit. To have a pride, that arrogance and confidence that somehow what you're saying is golden. A little more golden than it was before. I could appreciate that. So I have no idea, you know, if you're somebody who, you know, is good looking and who just charismatic in how you express yourself and, and your ideology and just people are just like sucked into you, you know, ha. Huh? How does one deal with that, you know? I have no idea. I have never been in that place. But, I don't know, when I'm hearing about this guy talking about, you know, how wrong and, you know, and of course you have your opinion and the whole uh, corporal racism or segregation or whatever you want to call it, discrimination. You know, this company had this kind of ideology, unapologetic ideology about who they were catering to and they were not interested in the other guys. And I'm like, okay, this is what you believe. All right, then go for it. And then uh, I, I, I'm like, okay, you know, you're being honest, you're being who you are. Why is that wrong? Why is that wrong to just want to cater to a white middle class, uh, handsome uh, American? How is that a problem? You know? I don't understand. I just don't understand it, you know. And then if again, if people are buying it, then there is a place for it. And the, and as long as there's not something obviously problematic, I don't know. Not, not that I know enough. I'm not speaking as an expert. There is just this kind of a leftist line about what's right and what's wrong and who we should be. It reminds me of Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, uh, a point that uh, Ayn Rand make. And know that, you know, I'm not necessarily a big fan of her, but I was into her in uh, maybe early, early 2000, I think, when I read it. And I really liked it. When I read the book, they were definitely very catchy. Very, very catchy. And, you know, there was this thing about... You know, she came from Russia and about communism and kind of how it just kind of smothered, you know, kind of uh, that individual spirit, this uh, kind of entrepreneuring and, and okay, it's one point, you know, but it was, so, I, I enjoyed it. And I think she was a good writer and uh, I enjoyed her books. Uh, and, and this thing about what you can or cannot say or do, cannot do. It's, it's kind of like this filter that's added on top of a filter that society already has. I don't know. Anyway. But I finished that. And I started with a less controversial documentary on the Boy Scout. So <laughs> I had no idea. 
can't believe it or not, on the whetstone I've been sleeping or hiding, but uh, this documentary apparently about the sexual abuse from the Boy Scout leaders to those children. And uh, <laughs> apparently it was way more pervasive than in the Catholic Church. So, you know, again, it's like, what is that about, you know? It's like people who like to touch children. I don't get it. And I have no, yeah, I have no qualm that, yeah, I do believe that those people, it would be good for society to keep them apart because I think that's problematic, you know, for the health of the youth. And I don't, yeah, I, I think to control them makes sense. But can we do that and be compassionate at the same time about people who have this kind of uh, inclination that they can help? You know, like for me, I'm into women. I can't help it. That just is. You know, I'm into women. And, uh, and those guys, he doesn't do it for them. And I'm like, I don't know what that's about. But I think I can relate and being like, yeah, but that's what gets me horny. You know, just that well, society says that's not okay, and I agree with that. But, uh, you know, but I'm still okay with both things. One to being like, this guy is like me. He's just a weird, weird quirk, weird idiosyncrasies. But, you know, it's, it's not a choice. I mean, you know, how many of them were abused, you know, leading to that? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter what the nurture-nature situation is. Hold on, we have a fellow here with the walking sticks coming my way. So I'm going to hold my point for a second. Taking the, the wooded scenery, which is very nice. And I will greet him and then get back to you. One of the S. So, anywho. Yeah, this world is, oh, there are a lot of strange things happening. You know, the beautiful and horrible thing that constitute life. <laughs> and I definitely want to keep working on not judging. I don't want to be a judge. I have my value. I, you know, I don't believe in pedophilia. Uh, but I believe that uh, those guys are trying to do what I'm trying to do, you know, and beyond that, you know, then that's to the lawmaker, to the psychiatry, psychologists, social activists, social workers, all those guys, you know, that's a turf, you know, working with that. Uh, how, what kind of society do we want? What's functional? What's dysfunctional? What's acceptable? What's no-no? You know, that's already taking place. So my, uh, not only my contribution is not necessary, and I don't have the background, you know, in terms of uh, why I would say that's right or not. I'm, I'm just not involved in that. So, but I have my belief, and that I definitely I coincide, you know, <laughs> I agree completely that a pedophile is somebody that, uh, yeah, need to be controlled and kept away from children.
uh, that to me makes sense. So <laughs> I am not, I am not beyond, you know, I guess some, uh, I guess would you call that, would you call that political correctness? <laughs> I'm not sure if I would call it political correctness because how many people would disagree with that statement that pedophile should be kept away from children? There may be some, but they're very few, and we're not going to hear the voice because uh, <laughs> that would be suicide to state something like that. But I think almost all of us uh, would be in line when it comes to that. So, or maybe it is a form, or it's kind of like a, a nuance on the spectrum of political correctness. And then there are those where it is more controversial where it's more divided, and that just becomes something different. And it feels like it's almost like more emotional, you know, more personal at that point, but there is this extrapolation from the individual to the collective that because of how you feel and because you feel so strongly, therefore, that applies on the collective. That somehow... There's a lack of awareness that you've jumped ship from, this is about me, and, well, this should be about us. <coughs> and that's where, that's where I have problems on some of those topics. And at the same time, I'm not interested in entering into a discussion because, for many of those, you know, I'm just not knowledgeable enough and actually don't care enough, I can tell you, you know, to a very limited degree, you know, why I believe that. But it's like, that's just because I'm aware of it, and so I have formed an opinion. I don't think it's possible not to form an opinion about something that comes your way. You're going to be saying, well, you're going to label it. I think that's quite normal. I think it might even be inevitable. The labeling of experiences and thoughts and emotion that comes your way. You're going to filter it and you're going to catalog it. But no more than that, you know, like the whole transgender, like uh, homosexuality, the abortion, pro-life. Uh, yeah, of course I have my opinion on all of those. But I'm not going too bad for it because it's... You know, it's not my uh, uh, my thing, like the PETA, you know, the Animal Protection Agency. I have very strong feeling against animal. But, you know, in terms of the rest, even like the whole uh, plant-based movement, the, the environment, pollution, just about all of those, I do have my conviction, my beliefs. But... No more than that. You know, it, it's not... It's what guides me individually. And I do... You know, I do mostly... Oh, I forgot, actually, there was a plastic where that uh, uh, wrapping that I had meat in yesterday and I kind of uh, rinsed it and left it to dry in the kitchen and I forgot to recycle it. <laughs> but that's it. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be any more than that. I'm just, I'm not an activist, you know, 
and I am tired. Maybe not that tired, but uh, finding myself in the same situation, same discussion, where nothing new comes out, and it's just not that interesting. And I'm like, what do I do with that? You know, how is that helping me living a better life? And again, to me, that's what I'm looking at as I'm going forward. It's like, how do I live a better life? So what I say, what I do, what I believe, that is all very pragmatic. It's very, very practical. It's like, okay, those are actionable beliefs and actions that are the idea conducive to a more meaningful and purposeful life. And if not, then to the discarding or the hoarding of the one that do. I know I use the hoarding in a positive way here. Uh, anyway, this is very, very nice here. I'm in these woods. Like I've said we're going to be in, uh, in some nature leading to Santiago, which is quite nice. Anywho, so, my goodness, yeah, the world is strange. But here I am, one more day. So this is, this is how I'm choosing to, to live this life today. You know, I'm going to be walking. And uh, my guess is, unless I somehow meet somebody on a trail that I end up hooking with and want to spend time with, that I will cut off. Uh, before the main place where all the pilgrims go and then go on to Miedoiro, which is my uh, my distance that I put on a, the entry of the podcast that's taking into account a shorter distance. No, I don't know. It could just be one kilometer extra anyway if, I'm, if I end up going to the cathedral. But I really have no interest in going to Walt Disney or Euro Disney, or Disneyland. Anyway, well, we have some clouds, but it's a beautiful, fresh morning. And I'm not sure those two people that I saw behind me earlier, they are not there. And, uh, anyhow, so onward I go. And, uh, <coughs> Or thinking about the food, so I got one of those things of uh, pig. I've really enjoyed the pig lately, and I had that elbow, pig elbow from the store, which was more expensive than this one. And uh, I have to say, it's kind of like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, not uh, not that impressive. And I really enjoyed more of those navy beans that I had uh, last night and this morning. So there was this vegetable broth that was left. Oh shit, I forgot to put it in the fridge. It was a liter. So I used that. They had some green beans, asparagus, a bit of shrimp, which I could have done without them, and uh, mushroom. And then uh, I put the beans and a bit of a vegetable broth, and that was my dinner. Because I really stuffed myself for lunch. And that was great, actually. And then I had the other half of the jar of navy bean this morning, which were wonderful. After my 15 toast. <laughs> but in all fairness, I don't put a lot of Nutella on it. You know, I mean, like I said, I put the, the amount of Nutella I would use to put on one piece of toast. So, 
just enough for those guys to kind of barely stick together. And then I dunk them in my uh, my tea. And I really enjoy that. Oh, and a funny anecdote. This morning, this Spanish guy has Duolingo and was practicing his English. First time that happens. In that uh, breakfast room where I was, he came later. And I didn't have my ears plugged, so we both were doing it with a phone on. And him, it was all vocal. It was all like repeating things. But it was kind of funny. Two of us doing the <laughs> Duolingo. Anyway. And he spoke a little bit of English. Yes, Duolingo can help somebody for sure. For input. For passive. For, well, it's not so passive actually. But it can help. To each his own. Anyhow. <laughs> well, we're back on the road. Anything else for you guys this morning? So let's see how lucky I get with a dentist. Like I said, in about, uh, in about an hour or so, I'm going to call. I think they open at 9. More than like So maybe around 9. I'll pull up the internet web, the, inter the website. Or that uh, Google search about the dentist in Miadoiro, and then I'll start calling. So, uh, I think this is good, right? Is there anything else for you? Uh, no, I still I have not had a blister. I mean, the feet feel amazing, I have to say. Even yesterday when I walked, which is, that's one stupid thing to do for blisters, is to walk fast. Because that's where you're bound to get that friction, and you're more likely to get blisters. But I guess more so if they're wet. And mine never were wet. And uh, definitely the hydration cream helps. Thank you, Mercadona, for your foot cream. And, uh, yeah, they're just they're gliding in there. I don't even remember those feeling that good. So, yeah, our shoes I had before were great, and those two, and I think those actually will uh, last, well, I don't know if the sole are going to be as good as the other guys, you know, because they, could, they would have lasted, uh, they would have lasted at least until here, until Santiago, then I would have been looking at buying some here, or actually in, uh, in Porto, uh, possibly. But the, the mesh on top was getting torn in my, the top of my uh, toes were banging on it. And I could see that was going to be a problem. I was going to get some kind of blister or some kind of a abrasion there. And those don't have that. So I think for the summer, those will be quite hot because I think they're water resistant. But they are perfect for this time of the year. So anyhow... So we're back on the road, going through a small village, more than likely. I have no idea what's coming. So, have a beautiful day, guys. So, oh, and here's somebody. That's very funny. So here's this pool that must be measuring about seven meters in length. And this guy, I don't, I never quite understood those, but those tiny, tiny pools. Or like he looks like he has goggles on, like he's, 
I guess, swimming laps. Anyway, nothing like a pillar's pool is very nice. That's a very, very good size. Hold it. And we have a truck coming. All right, guys, beautiful, beautiful view up here. Love, peace. Later, guys. Hey, guys. So, 6.2K to go. Just... Yeah, well, hold on. Sorry. I'm going to have to freaking mute that again. I just... Um, okay. <laughs> All right, hold on. Hang in there, guys. Okay, here we go. So, leaving the cathedral. So, I mentioned this morning that the only way I would... Uh, consider making it all the way here would be if I was to meet somebody and spend time on the Camino. <laughs> and so nothing happened basically uh, up to about 5k. Uh, <laughs> Alright, a little Spanish doing juggling. Get people engaged. And so I basically uh, met again with Angela. So she was kind of like a little mystery for me, a little enigma, because I just didn't feel like, it just didn't feel right. You know, the connection and my words felt empty, it just wasn't. Anyway, so it was like kind of interesting. And then we started to talk. And then we basically, sorry, walked all the way here. So I was like, wow, well, of course I'm going to be walking all the way to the cathedral because I met this person. And then to me, uh, this is what's important. Anyway, Dios es mi camino. My goodness. So, my goodness. So, we're living here, the the hub, hub and puff, and puff part of Santiago, which is so touristy. A lot of pilgrims, you know, the majority of people here are pilgrims. So, a lot of backpacks, a lot of poles. Of dirty pilgrims, and uh, I have a well, no, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna have to chill, slow down a little bit. It's just gonna be crazy for the next maybe five minutes, and then things will start to thin itself out the crowd. Anyway, so it was quite nice to have. Uh, that opportunity to hold on a second. There we go. That wasn't too bad now. Wasn't even five minutes. But uh, it was nice to have that opportunity to be uh, with Angela. You know, we talked. Uh, we talked about the, you know the fantasy that I shared with her in Enrique. You know about uh, about one because I do a lot of coming backwards. It's like I'm about to do now. And uh, the idea of uh, one morning leaving early. <laughs> eating cake. So very, very risky here. Yeah, and so the idea of you know, taking all the shoes from all the pilgrims, leaving one pair, and me going backwards, then taking the shoes away from pilgrims. And actually, at the end, by saying, I would do it in the middle of nowhere. That was like my, my ideal fantasy. And I could tell, well, I mean, obviously, 
you know, you kind of know sometimes with fantasies or thought or imagination you have, you know, some are going to be more shocking. But it was just like, he obviously didn't go well. It was kind of almost like kind of rationalization. And I'm like, it is a fantasy. Like I said, it's not something that has to make sense. You know, it's not something that's going to be done. It's just something that thought, you know, and contemplated like, like you would a movie. And then so, you know, that just didn't go very far. Didn't get much traction. So we kind of, it kind of brought back up, you know, and she was kind of expressing, you know, why she felt, what she felt. And I'm like, great, I understand completely your experience, your emotion, you know, and that's completely valid. It completely makes sense. But that's it. You know, it's not a law. It is not, you know, it is not more than just what you feel. And there's this, this whole culture of what I feel is, uh, you know, is basically the law. And that I have trouble with. <laughs> and that's kind of a... No, sorry, God, I'm going to put my GPS here. So, well, I'm going to be... And a bit of that. And so, but it was a very nice one because I could tell that they were saying that we're just not going to see eye to eye, you know, because we have uh, some really different, you know, some different values and, of course, a different experience. But, uh, but it was kind of like being able to listen to each other and being like, okay, this is this is how you, you know, this is how how you look at it. But, uh, you know, but that can only happen when the person with whom you have that doesn't take what they feel so seriously. And she also voiced that about me. It's like, I can definitely get along with what she's saying because, you know, you don't come from a place of I'm right and this is the way that it is. And so it was quite nice, you know, give each other a hug. She won, well, she won the picture and asked me back on WhatsApp to send the picture. I'm like, no, thanks. I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested in the picture. Uh, you know, if she'd wanted to stay into contact, I would have given her. So, sorry, guys, I know the wind is quite blowing now. So uh, part of that recording might not be up to snuff. Maybe here. Anyway, so... But anyway, it was quite nice. So we basically arrived with somebody uh, in Santiago. So, and of course, you know, nothing new under the under the sun. You know, of course, I I love company, sharing time with people, and and for sure, you know, being with her was definitely challenging at time in terms of uh, uh, you know the whole thing about political correctness or wokeness. And but it was nice, you know, and it was. Uh, uh, felt like it was kind of an open, you know, it was kind of, there was a good exchange. I have to look, I don't know why it's, uh, oh, okay, because I'm moving away here. Okay. So I have to actually leave the Camino Camino to... So, so anyway, so it was quite interesting. Uh, 
Like I said, I have what five and a half k to go. I do have an appointment at four thirty, and it is now one o'clock. So we stayed a little bit on the main place. You know, I was tend to get a little bit kind of antsy because thinking of like I, I want to get moving. I want to, you know, have time to get to the albergue, take a shower, and then go to my dental appointment, brush my teeth, get everything as clean as possible. I'm grateful that they were able to squeeze me in today. You know, you never know. But the first place I called is uh, uh, what turned out to be okay. So I'm pretty psyched about getting that uh, tooth locked out. You know, I'm thinking, you know, it has to possibly stay here in Miyadoiro more than one day because, uh, well, if they extract it, I'm not going to be walking tomorrow. So. Yeah, I think we're good. I think I'm good. Anyway, and I'm kind of looking a bit consumed for those blue arrows, which is uh, going to be my cameo now. The Fatima. The Fatima. It's quite windy. Yeah. It was quite something to, to arrive in that place with all those pilgrims. I was kind of curious to see if I was going to recognize somebody. So I kind of looked a little bit. Uh, didn't see anybody that I recognized. We had a chat with a Californian gal looking for somebody who had gone to Mass. Anyhow, but uh, so that is that. That is my uh, Camino Frances and uh, Camino de Invierno, finishing in Sanabres. So it was really, really wonderful. I was curious about uh, how my leg would feel today because of how cranked up I was yesterday, but they're brand new. I haven't taken a new painkiller. And uh, so that's been now, uh, it's one o'clock. So that's uh, 15 hours ago. So and I think when I lay down, it's when it made it worse, actually, somehow. So maybe part of uh, one that's feeling the pain is maybe the blood flow, I guess. And maybe when I lay down, the blood flow moves differently and then you react differently. Anyhow. So, I don't think I can use those guys here, but we've left a big, big crowd. Oh my goodness. Cities, cities, cities. Just, uh, cities do not have anything for me. I thought of maybe a job or career or, uh, or somebody, you know. Anyway, and I'm, of course, mindful in case I see. Uh... Oh, thank you. Uh, unless I see a supermarket because I want to get a couple of uh, Latin ciabatta or some kind of a bread. Get me through. Uh, I don't remember. There's a store, Tevadilla, in Villadoro. Oh, there is a Gaddis. So let's see here. So I'll stop my podcast now, go to the Gaddis, and then looking at getting a, maybe getting a fruit and then uh, getting a bread. Something to. Something to snack. So, so here we are, guys. Feeling awesome. It's a beautiful morning. And uh, I'm nearing the Gaddis. If I'm not mistaken, the chain from the uh, Gaddis. Yeah. So, on that note, anyway, I'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao.